Welcome to Risk Never Sleeps, where we meet and get to know the people delivering patient care and protecting patient safety. I'm your host, Ed Gaudet. Welcome to the Risk Never Sleeps podcast, in which we discuss the people behind the people protecting patient safety. I'm Ed Gaudet, and I'm the host of our program, and I am pleased today to be joined by Chris Logan. In the flesh. <laughs> in the flesh. Now, typically, I talk to innovators, customers, but today I'm talking to actually someone who I've known for a long time. We met when he first was a customer of mine when I was at Improvada. Then he became a partner when he went to VMware. He joined my advisory board early on when I started the company, helped me think through the strategy and the product. And we were fortunate enough to bring him on board as our Senior Vice President and Chief Security Officer, Chris Logan. And what a ride it's been. <laughs> so, Chris, bring our listeners up to speed on your background, because you're really an interesting guy. You've got a really interesting background. Yeah, I'll start from the beginning. So I started my career in the United States Marine Corps. Spent eight years doing multiple jobs and roles across the Marine Corps, but wound up being an information assurance officer, which is where I think I really found my calling. That intersection, protecting information and data as it related to things like troop movement and the safety of the nation, really important, right at the tip of the spear there. So great ride for those eight years, wound up transitioning out of the Marine Corps and wound up at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology for a couple of wow. years. Really change of pace from the Marine Corps, which is very structured to the Wild West. <laughs> there was no the rules. Wild West of the intellectuals. Correct, right? correct, yeah. yeah. So I did a lot of good things there. I was primarily their Digital Millennium Copyright Act agent, mm -hmm. which meant that I had to track down those individuals who were violating people's copyright, which is not a fun job no, in an institution of sound, intellects. That does not sound fun. I th I'd rather protect patient safety, I think. Correct, so I transitioned from MIT. I couldn't take it. It was just too loosey-goosey for me. I needed some structure in my life. And I wound up in banking and finance. Mm. And banking and finance was interesting as a chief information security officer. But the problem that I had was the innovation really wasn't there. Mm. It's set in stone. The FDIC tells you to do X, you do X. And no, no offense to our partners in finance, but uh, interesting, innovative at yeah. some level, but a bit soulless. Yeah, well, it was interesting because I was there when we were rolling out digital banking and mm. yet the consumer using right. online banking. So it was a transitionary period, but I had to move on from that for family reasons. Not a bad thing because the next thing that I wound up doing was joining Lifespan as their chief security officer, which at a time in healthcare, which was very unusual to have somebody in charge of security. This was back in like 2006. So there was not many organizations forward thinking enough to think about how security really was a differentiator to one, how they're delivering patient mm -hmm. care, but also how they're approaching the market. More of an enabler versus correct. enforcement. Correct. Right? correct. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. So I spent the next eight years at Lifespan building that program. Mm -hmm. And, and we met there. We met That's where we met. Life. That's where I became a customer of Improvada. That's right. And then I jumped over to Care New England to be the chief security officer there because I thought it was nice to go to the competition <laughs> right down <laughs> the street. Keep everyone honest. Keep everybody honest. <laughs> And during that time, I got the opportunity to also journey back into higher education as a faculty member at Providence yeah. College in their School of Business, which was very rewarding, being able to shape those young minds to think about how business is conducted differently than what it was doing in the past. So, yeah, yeah. And then I left Care Doing, left healthcare, but they, that was still my calling. And I journeyed into VMware. I helped run global strategy for healthcare, VMware, for right. 
six years. Going through the dark side. That's, completely yeah. rewarding, though, because yeah. now it wasn't just a focus on one singular institution. You got to see a broad safety. set of people. I got to see it across mm -hmm. the spectrum. Oh. So everything that from you could say was the most mature organizations mm -hmm. to the most immature organizations yeah. and everything in between. Yeah. That universe of mistakes that folks are making. And Correct. And trying them. to help them exactly. get, get over those humps. And I've been now at Sensenet for Almost a year and a half. A year and a half. Has it been a year and a half? Yeah. Wow. Fast. Congratulations. Wow, that whipped by. <laughs> I can't wait for the next year and a half. <laughs> that whipped by. Speaking of whipping by, I heard you were on a scooter last night. I was on a scooter <laughs> trying out for Nitro Circus. So I yeah. figured I'd start here just in Nashville just in case. You're holding our security program <laughs> and everything else together here. So, well, so let's talk about Sensenet. One of the things I think I certainly pride myself on is our security program. Yes. Uh, I think it's very advanced for size of the company we are. So talk about that. Yeah, we're highly focused on those controls that are necessary for us to do business. Mm. The story. I don't think we cut corners anywhere. We make it a priority to ensure that the people that entrust us with their information, with their data, we're going to protect it. And we're going to do everything in our power to do it. We've adopted standards and framework. So we are in this shop. We look at everything from that lens first and foremost, mm -hmm. and we layer on security and attestations as necessary to Sorry. do business. Right. But that's really the focus of us. We're we also the, assess our third parties too well, for a small company. That's so again, pretty... what we do in our product and what we sell mm -hmm. be part of our DNA and our fabric for our culture of security. Exactly. So anybody that we're going to do business with has to run through those same paces that we expect our customers to put their right. third parties through. And which makes it easy when we have to go and work with a, a new provider customer and we have to go through their security process. I always see their the reflection of their amazement when they say, wow, how buttoned down we are and, Correct. and how advanced we are with our program, which is really cool to see. Which also helps us on the flip side, exactly. because again, we're using what we're bringing to That's market right. yeah. and now we're instructing That's people right. on the best path yeah. forward to use it. Yeah. The, other, the only thing I don't like is you're constantly sending me out these little education links. I got to go answer all these questions and test, take all these tests. And what's all that all about? That's your job. <laughs> Security's not my job. It's everybody's job. Thank so you for reminding me Take of that. that education. That's great. All right. Speaking of jobs, what are you most proud of over the last year, personally or professionally? Well, my family's growing. So per, I'll start with personally mm -hmm. first. I think it's a wonderful testament to my wife and myself to see that my oldest son is getting married now. Yeah. My daughter just went into college. I got a couple of young ones coming through mm -hmm. the system as well. And just to see their growth, I think is probably the most the single thing that I'm most proud of yeah, from a personal perspective, there's a lot of other things in between. I lead a very interesting life, to say mm -hmm. the least, professionally. yeah, I think coming to SenseNet was the right thing for me. I've seen our growth and I'm very excited about our path and our trajectory, about how we're going to have an impact on healthcare in totem, right? That entire ecosystem. Yeah. So I think as we've grown as an organization, me personally, as I've gotten more involved in the 405D and I'm getting more involved in the industry in different forms and fashion, I'm proud of that. Yeah. I'm proud of the brand that we're putting out there and the fact that I get to be that ambassador to be out there talking to folks yeah. about what they should be doing and thinking about. Yeah. And you've made, I mean, you've been part of that. You've made a huge impact on the com company since you've been here. And so obviously we appreciate you oh, yeah. and everything you do. All right. So outside of healthcare, if you weren't doing this job, what would you be doing? What's your other passion, your other life? So in all fairness and transparency and honesty, I'm a politician. I'm actually an elected official also in I my spare that. time. I know. And I think that would probably be the path that I would go down if I wasn't doing what I'm doing today with you full time. I think giving back to your community is probably the most important aspect of any human being. I'm not here to serve myself. I'm here to serve everybody else. And that makes a better environment that we can yeah. live in and share in. So 
I'm pretty sure that would be the path and the angle that I would take to what, get what's to What's that a, like, too? Because obviously it's, it's a, a, you've got some elected officials, but you also have people that are volunteering their time. Correct. Like you. Yeah. So what are some of the things you bring to the table by doing that? Are you bringing, are you helping them out with leadership? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, so it's tell perspective. Us about, so yeah. as an elected official in my town, I'm also in the world of business, mm-hmm. seeing it from a global perspective. So I'm helping my community decide where they should go. What's the next thing? How do we solve things like housing issues? Taking that business lens that we've applied in so many different career paths that I've been through and just actually providing it back to them. Being a voice of reason in many instances about yeah. when ideas come to the table, how do we solve these things? And thinking logically through it instead of just coming up with a solution that may or may not make sense. And then from the perspective of the other side of politics, which I absolutely love, I love when people bring problems. So when a constituent or somebody within the community comes and brings a problem, now you get to figure out how to solve that problem. Yeah. With the diversity of the roles that I've been in and the places that I've been and the things that I've seen, it brings a very interesting perspective yeah. to helping solve those problems. Yeah, and to your point earlier, it's like the work we do with the 405D and right. the Healthcare Sector Coordinating Council. We're working with a diverse set of volunteers, public and private, and uh, and we continue to do yeoman's work to move the industry right. forward and really work together to create that community of strength and community of protection for patient safety. I always say that if it's your mother, father, sister, brother, niece, nephew, friend, aunt, uncle, in that ambulance heading to the hospital and they're dealing with a ransomware attack and now you're diverted. Yeah. Well, what does that mean to your care? What does that mean to your outcome? Especially if it's critical. Right. Or you're on a machine and that machine gets hacked. So this becomes much more of a personal mission for us. Oh, no. Listen, at some point in time, it's not even about the extent. Just pause and think about yourself for a second, right? We're trying to leave healthcare in a better place right now. Why? Because at a certain point, I'm going to be a full-time consumer (laughs) of healthcare. It's just going to happen. It's the nature of who we are as human beings, right? right? When I get to that point, I want it to be the best that it can possibly be. Mm. And if I'm working hard to ensure that means it's going to be better for my children, it's going to be better for their children exactly. and those that come after them. So that's right. Um, we're doing that yeoman's work because mm. it matters. Yeah. Not just now, it matters for the future. Right. And that's what's so great about healthcare. Unlike any other industry, you have the shared mission. Correct. Where it's not about you, the organization, the company, it's about the collective. Yeah. And I really love that about healthcare and those relationships you're able to build with customers is they're very deep, it's very unique, and it's very lasting. Correct. Yeah. I mean, just the impact from the people that you how long have you been in healthcare? How long have I been in healthcare? Think about the people we see on a day-to-day basis and the same fight and mission that we're all yeah. going through. Yeah, we're changing over time, yeah. but it's amazing to see the community really that's is. trying to do the right thing. It really is. It really is. All right. So let's let's get a little personal here. What would you tell your 20-year-old self? take more chances. And the reason why I say that is I don't think I've been reserved in any aspect of my life or my Mm -hmm. career, but there's opportunities that I may not have, I I shied away from, but maybe I had a young family and I didn't want to take that risk. But I think I'd go back and look at it again. Take that chance. You get one shot at this thing. Yeah, you do. You only get one shot. Is that an M&M? Well, you just do, is that an M&M? Yeah, Voss Spaghetti. It was. (laughs) You only get one shot. <laughs> you only get one chance. I just hear lyrics in my shot. head all the time. So when you said that, I just think it out. So take the chance. Take That's the what chance. I'm trying to take, get. Take the I chance. I got it, man. I got it. It's beautiful. All right. So I did not know that about you. So you're a little bit of risk averse. So what were some of the things that you look back on that you would have done if you were a little more risk aware? 
a little more. Just think career path, longevity. Mm -hmm. Maybe instead of going down a specific road that I went, maybe I would have journeyed into a more operational role. Could I have a bigger impact there? Seeing what I can mm -hmm. do from the security side. Maybe security, I could be overseeing security, helping govern security, but yeah. should I have gone in an operational direction? Yeah, okay. It is just small things like that. Yeah. I mean, it, that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. That's how I think about it. So where do you spend your time outside of when you're not, when you're not working? And now, of course, we want you to spend your time on Sensonet, but <laughs> when you have a couple of hours during the weekend, you're a woodworker? Like, what do you do? What do you no, do? I'm not a woodworker. Okay. I can see you, you making... see these mitts don't do well in that environment. Yeah, you want to be careful with that buzzsaw. <laughs> I think that it comes down to a couple of things. I like to stay active. I'm part of a lot of different groups. Mm -hmm. I spend my time giving back to a scholarship fund oh, okay. and a couple of other different yeah. nonprofit organizations. Mm. I love to watch my youngest son play lacrosse. Mm. Amazing to see that game unfold and the mm. strategy that takes place, yeah. even with 14 and 15 year olds, mm. watching them maneuver and figure out where the, the next play is and yeah. how do I get to the ball or where it's going to be as opposed to where it is right now. So that's super enjoyable for me as well. I love to spend time in my yard in you the do. summer. That's my therapy. Yeah. So and people joke like, well, you got all these kids. I got four kids. None of them cut the grass. I don't want them touching my lawn. The yeah. lawn's my refuge, yeah. man. That's what I like to do. Now, like do you have an old school push mower with a rotor or what do you got there? I have every different do type you? of device. Are you on a deer? Are you on a John Deere? Around? I have a zero turn. Do you? And I have less nice. than an acre. So I, you do the math oh, man. on that. <laughs> it takes you, what, 11 minutes to get the whole Solid. Thing? A solid 11. <laughs> I imagine you have Metallica playing in your ears, right? Or something. It's a mix. So I will obviously have my Pandora station. Mm -hmm. I could be listening to David Bowie. Oh, very nice. Or I could jump to No Effects. Oh. Or everything in between, man. Okay, I, I you. love it. Coldplay. Ooh. Maybe if I'm feeling special. Coldplay. Like Coldplay. All right. We're going to edit that one out. <laughs> I think anyone listens to Coldplay. Anymore. Everybody listens to Coldplay. <laughs> Someone's pointing to themselves in the audience. Okay. <laughs> All right. So last question. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this because this is the Risk Never Sleeps podcast. Yeah. Chris Logan, what is the riskiest thing you've ever done? Well, Ed, I think... Keep it clean. It's a G-rated program here. Even though I am a little adverse to risk in many mm -hmm. cases, I've taken a lot of risk in my life. Let's go back to our military day, mm -hmm. military man I was, also. Yeah. I think jumping out of a fine aircraft with yeah. a pre-packed chute that just opens That's is never crazy. a good idea. It's crazy. <laughs> just one thing, but there's a lot of other things yeah. that happen yeah. there. Repelling out of a helicopter. Yeah, fast rope and down. <laughs> it's always a good idea, too. So, I mean, there's nothing short of anything. Mm. Crazy. I, yeah. I used to play rugby as well. And, you did? And I oh. look back on that time, wow. I'm like, what were you thinking? Yeah. But the camaraderie was fantastic. Nothing that like a it. good scrum, I always say. I love a good scrum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any last parting thoughts for our listeners, Chris? Yeah. Just want to, and I'll beat this drum until the day that I die. And I think that security, the team sport, I'm transitioning, I'm shifting back to where we started the conversation. Mm -hmm. Hey, we'll hear this all time and time again through a lot of different channels. You can easily beat one of us, but when we come together as a group, it's really tough to beat the collective. Absolutely. So if we band together and stay in the fight together as healthcare, regardless if you're on the provider side, the payer side, the vendor side, suppliers, it does not matter. If we band together for a common cause, a common theme and march in the same direction, nobody's going to beat us. And we just need to keep forcing that message and get everybody on board so that we can all stay in the fight together. That's right. And that's a great way to end the program. This is Zed Gaudet, and this is the Risk Never Sleeps podcast. And we salute those on the front lines in healthcare, protecting patient safety, protecting the data, and protecting care operations. And remember, risk never sleeps. Mm -hmm. 
Thanks for listening to Risk Never Sleeps. For the show notes, resources, and more information on how to transform the protection of patient safety, visit us at sensinet.com. That's C-E-N-S-I-N-E-T.com. I'm your host, Ed Gaudet, and until next time, stay vigilant because risk never sleeps. Never sleeps.